1: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the Renault, Dacia and Opel range, whether it is a petrol, diesel, LPG, plug-in hybrid or electric. We have the perfect car for you. See blackstonemotors.ie
2: Welcome to Late Launch this Wednesday afternoon. No delay because we have breaking news from the Ukraine. Let me tell you that Sandra and Matthew Lynch are out there and have been awaiting the birth of their daughter by surrogacy and there's news and Sandra's on the line. Hello Sandra. Hi
3: Jerry, how you doing?
2: Well, I didn't expect to be saying congratulations to you. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. We were we're just besotted.
2: Oh my oh my because we were going to talk about something else entirely, but events have overtaken us. When did she arrive?
3: Um half past 10 this morning, so that's half past 12 Irish time.
2: My so really, she's just into this world. Yeah. God, I I don't think I've spoken to anybody uh, so soon after the birth of a baby. What have you, have you a name for her?
3: Her name is Charlotte Kathleen, but we'll be calling her Lottie Lynch. Oh I Lynch. love
2: it. There's yes, a lovely ring to that, isn't there, Lottie Lynch? What is weight was, what weight was she?
3: She was eight pound eight ounces.
2: God, a fine
3: baby. Oh yes, Honestly and she... Oh, small turkey, but big child.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good on yeah. you. Good she's on you. She's a size. <laughs> she's a great size, so she is. And considering she's come a, a few weeks early because she was delivered this morning or in the last hour of you yeah. go, an our time or so, uh, by C-section. Uh, the Perry, you must be over the moon.
3: Ju- well, Matt, is he just cannot take his eyes off her. I mean, it just... I was in the shower, had been out for a walk this morning. We knew that Marina, our surrogate mother, was coming into the hospital tomorrow, which would be the 24th, and she was due on the 30th. Um, I was in the shower, Matt got a phone call to say, get your bags packed for three days. Marina is going, uh, she's been prepared for a C-section. There'll be a car there for you in 20 minutes. So we're like, whoa, oh my God. So we just like, you know, I had the baby's bag packed and all that. So we just threw a few pieces together and went. And on the way... uh, the girl, she's from the Iggy Med Clinic and she just whipped around her phone and she goes, look, she's been born, she's been born. And we're like, what? What do you mean? Oh my God. <laughs> so we're like in the back of the car when we realise this. So immediately I start hopping on WhatsApp, Messenger, let my family know straight away. Let my like I have a daughter in America and a son in Ireland, like they're 21 and 26. So they are just I just never thought we this would ever happen to us that we'd ever have another little child in our lives it's just a miracle mm. amazing
2: and a first for Matt first
3: baby first baby for Matt yeah
2: yeah no wonder he can't take his eyes off or look out boys this girl is going to be minded with kid gloves for the duration yeah. of her life she really is Oh, it's a lovely lovely story the, the process you know this process that you've been through uh yeah. w- what were the bumps along the road was it difficult
3: No Jerry it was we can't, we actually can't believe how smoothly it went for us um we had done a lot of research and you hear a lot of bad stories and you hear a lot of good stories and we just did an awful lot of research and we found one clinic in another country. that were kind of pressurizing us a lot, and I just said to my, I, I just don't like that feeling. I just, I'm not getting a good vibe there. Um she's onto us, onto us, onto us, and I'm like, no, we're not ready. You know, we hadn't been married at that stage. We the wedding coming up. Like we got married on the eighth of June in 2019, and we had like, uh, you know, a house being renovated. We had a lot of things going on, and I just felt she was pressurizing us. So I just deleted her from my email. I just said, leave her. So then. We went into looking at sites in Ukraine and we come up with Ivy Med Clinic and I just cannot say enough good about them. Um, I've been in touch with surrogate parents in Ireland and they've all come from Ivy Med as well and they're the same as us. They just said the the lawyers there are amazing. The lawyers in Ireland are amazing. They know each other because obviously they're taking care of the same families. Like, So, um, you know, they're in touch with each other, which is great. Like, so yeah. our lawyer in Ireland was able to reassure us. Ivy Med is fantastic clinic, very reputable. There's never any issues there, and like that was a great safety net, knowing that the lawyers in Ireland knew the lawyers in Ukraine. Mm. So, yeah, that that was. We we just found it very very easy. We came over last year on Matt's birthday, actually. And uh, we did have the choice of using my eggs if they wanted to, but I was just a little bit apprehensive because of my age. I didn't want to just risk anything. So um, we obviously left the samples there and they froze it. And then they call in a donor. And it's basically you get like a file, as I was saying to Matthew, it's it's like Tinder. You just, (laughs) you kind of flick on until you find one that you like and one that kind of resembles you in some way and you make your choices like um, I'm quite small so obviously I didn't want a six foot long <laughs> you, <know, laughs> you know, so we, we chose somebody who would who'd be like me a little bit. Mm. Um so then they take out her eggs and they freeze them and create an embryo and then a separate mother uh, who carries the child receives the embryo and it took straight away. We had four embryos, we were told we've got two boys and two girls. They did all kinds of genetic tests on them to make sure there was nothing no abnormalities in any shape or form. Everything was perfect. They scanned. They sent us all the scans, all the videos, 4D's, every single detail of the checkup, like the size, the size of her feet, the size of her head, the size of her legs, the width of her, and that, you know, everything, much more detailed, even than if I was carrying the child myself in Ireland. Mm. Much more details. So that all went off brilliant. Uh, they asked us then, okay, we have four embryos here, what do you want? And we said, well, we really don't mind. We don't even want to know. Just put in the healthiest one. Mm. So after a couple of weeks of the pregnancy and of course, sure, I was dying to know and we found out it was a little girl. So it was at that stage that we start uh, looking for names and picking up little bits and pieces for her. And just, but even though, like, we were prepared, we had there's a pram in the room, there's cotton in the room, there's clothes, there's everything, we still just, didn't really take it in. I don't know, it's just sitting here now looking at her that we're taking it in.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's an amazing process that you uh, take us through there, you know, and what science can do today is simply remarkable. But there she is, she's arrived, she's all yours. What's the uh, situation now? How long have you to remain? Uh, When will you be able to get back to Ireland?
3: Well, we'll be in this, uh, we're in the hospital where she was born, literally, um we'll be here they said be prepared to stay for about three days mm. we'll be taking her out to um the embassy and we'll be getting like her birth cert and passport matthew will also uh have dna done here and then when we go back to ireland it'll be the same process again we'll have dna done there but the two solicitors the two lawyers will be in touch with each other Uh so when we land in ireland we we'll basically go through the same process again so it'll take about 18 months to two years for me to be actually recognised legally and above board as the child's mother. But even though on the birth cert in Ukraine, it will be Matthew and Sandra Lynch. It will, you know, yeah. um, you must be married. That's one of the conditions here. Mm. You must mm. be married. Um, birth search, passports, all things like that. We just had to get a notary public to stamp things and get them note uh what do they call it, apostilles yeah. in the Department of Foreign Affairs. Um, so, apart from that, like that was, you know, it's all free sale and, and I mean, our solicitors in Ireland uh, will be notified now if the baby is born. So, literally, when we land on Irish ground, they'll kick in. Mm. So, we had to already register the DNA in Ormond Street in Dublin. With So, that's something we'll have to do when we get back home. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, that's that's basically. Yeah, the process, so there's still been pretty smooth.
2: Yeah, it, it's been smooth. And you're well aware the process and procedures happened there. And when you get back here, when will you be touching down in Ireland? Do you know days, or when will that be?
3: I would say within the next two weeks.
2: Okay, so you've a you've a couple of yeah, weeks we need, there. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we've a We've another two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. On our own to get used to it and and adapt to it and everything and just take yes. it all in before mm. our family literally. I mean, I'd say they're just bursting. I mean, the phone's been hopping all morning. Um, it's massive. Um, like the youngest grandchild in in our family is sixteen. Mm. So. And my daughter was the only girl up until now, so she's kind of knocked off her perch. <laughs> She'll be thrilled all the same, like. But yeah, it's wonderful. It's, it's a great yeah. new beginning for all the family. It's wonderful.
2: It certainly is. Uh, we're getting messages. Brilliant news, Sandy and Matt. Congratulations from Joni in Trim. You probably know who that is. Yeah. coming yeah. into yeah. us here. If, if you know these, you're well known, actually. You run the old rectory, don't you, in Trim? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. 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 now, now you know who they are, folks. Come on, Sandy and Matt. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) If you (laughs) want to send them a message, don't forget our numbers here. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. You obviously, you know, uh, wanted a baby, really, really wanted a baby. And, you know, you've gone to the ends of the earth to have a child. I'm not going to ask you specifically is is this a very costly process for anyone listening today who holds out hope and listens to your story and it's something they may explore in the future would would money put people off? Could it be beyond some people
3: um it's it is beyond some people's reach but it is worth every penny and um, you're talking a bit they have different packages um mm. you know so I think our package started out at thirty eight uh, then there was another 2,000 to get, like, all those genetic tests done.
2: Um, Are you talking about 38,000?
3: 1,000,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a huge amount of money, isn't it?
3: But, it's a huge amount of
2: money. But, I'd say but, this is the but. Look at that little girl today. You couldn't put a price yeah. on that, could you?
3: No, there's no price on her, no. No, she's just going to be literally gobbled up you know. yeah. everybody has been so anticipating the birth and so looking forward to it like yeah. all the all the girls who helped me in in the old directory and everything like it's been a massive massive rush the last few weeks to mm. get opened up like we had Seamus Farley out and of course he gave us front page news thanks for that, Seamus <laughs> um, but yeah we were in the chronicle and stuff and the 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 vintage tea rooms and parlour has been hopping outside. We're open yeah. from Thursday to Sunday and it's been hopping. So literally, up until the day I came, we uh, was sitting on the airplane, I was like, whoa, what a relief, you know, to just... My sister Emer. hi Emer, Fiona, Jodie, Danielle and Annalise, they are my blessing, they're they're keeping things going for me at home, they're great and we're absolutely flooded with bookings and stuff, which is great. So I really didn't get time for my feet to touch the ground to take in about the baby until we got here, so I'm still mm. kind of my head is spinning literally, and you know it's just it's been a crazy roller coaster, but um definitely worth every every penny.
2: Worth Absolutely. every penny of it, of course. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, there's another one there. We're good friends of. Uh, uh, Matt and uh, Matt and God I can't even read that there myself Matt and Sandra Abby. yeah Matt and Sandra and we want to send them all our best wishes from very good friends of yours and customers in Trim just coming to us in there as well today there's a, I'm sure there's a well as you said yourself you've seen it on social media of goodwill uh, for you uh, uh, is Matt near you or is he are you outside he is indeed yeah he's beside me he's staring he, at
3: the baby what, what he would he, what he, would, he
2: off. would he have just a quick word before we go would you put him on to there.
4: Right, Jerry, I'm on.
2: Oh Matt, well boy, how does
4: it feel? <laughs> well I'll tell you, what, I was in shock on the way over here this morning. Mm. <laughs> and I'm looking at this little little baby and uh, we didn't manage to give her a feed yet, mm. so we're just keeping her tight eye you know.
2: You just missed Father's Day by a whisker, but by God, you're in the mix now. What does it feel like to be called Daddy Matt?
4: (laughs) Almost sure. It's it's brilliant. It's all good. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. All good. All All good. good.
4: I can see it already. The apple, the apple of the eye. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know why, but I I think it's, um, I'm glad it's a girl, Mm. you know. Mm. Yeah.
2: You know, girls love their daddies. Yeah, they do. Well, that's what they say. Mm, Oh, listen, daddy's girl. There's no doubt about it. That's what they say is right. Anyway, look, you're over the moon. Like... Uh, Sandra yeah, as well and I yeah. ain't one bit surprised it's a fantastic story and uh, the way it's happened as I said we were going to talk about the difficulties you had you know yourself it was difficult th- yeah. this time getting out there with the Covid and you had to you lost exactly, your flights bec- yeah. yeah, you lost your flights because the tests you had to have tests done in Dublin you had to rebook and pay for those but listen what's money Matt what is money <laughs> well
4: Jerry, it's it's all oh, come to it's all come good anywhere, on yeah. as long
2: as the baby is healthy and everything. Ah, in, in, indeed, indeed. Well, listen, I will let the pair of you back there to coo and Google and oogle and everything else you're going to do starting today uh, with your new daughter. Yeah. Congratulations to both of you, and thank you so much for taking our call at such short notice and in uh, these yeah. wonderful times for your family. Congratulations again.
5: Thanks very much, Jerry. Okay,
2: take care of yourselves. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's Sandra. And Matt Lynch there from, yes, they're well known in trim. They really are. They run the old rectory there and we congratulate them. What a story. Ah, you know something when you hear a story like that, you know, people going to the ends of the air to have a baby, to have a child and the science. Louise, the science behind it. When you listen to Sandra take us through there, all that's involved, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? Really is it is it, it it's something else, and there were we going to be <laughs> instead of given out at the start of the show, we bring a lovely uplifting story. But just to go back again and reiterate yeah, it's
6: completely that completely different. Different what I actually
2: I I thought I was talking about something else, and just the goalposts moved like that for us, and we moved with them, of course. And thanks to Sandra and Matthew who did as well, because you know it's a very special time for them, and we appreciate them talking to us. You know, just when they did, but. They nearly didn't get there, Louise, between the COVID test and on this side.
6: Yeah, it kind of was a little bit of a, oh, you know, it took a bit from their experience. But thankfully,
2: yeah, they, Charlotte
6: now forgot all about it. Th-
2: and I, I didn't want to bring it up. They were stopped boarding the the flight out there uh, by the Ukraine authorities because they didn't accept uh, the, uh, the, the COVID message from the HSE here. They had to come off the flight. Wait, have the tests done that were accepted by the people mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Rebook, they lost the flights, Rebook the flights again and go slightly late. But to get there, you know, and to be there in all time.
1: Unnecessary stress. really. Yeah, really. A, a,
2: on top of, you know, all, all, all they were going through. But there you have it. Um, um, all I'm feeling well.
1: all fuzzy
6: in here now, eh, Jerry? <laughs> well,
2: uh, I can tell you something that I love when, you know, a story has a lovely you know, conclusion like that. And it's quite different uh, to what you expect. And you know what, with that in mind, I'll just remind you coming up after two on late lunch, we have Mead and one of Ireland's top GA referees, David Goff, joining us. And he's, uh, you know, this is uh, the month when it's celebrated diversity and diversity and sexuality and all diversity should be celebrated. David Goff is talking to us about it after two here on the show. But as a little Gift to the new little lady, Charlotte Kathleen Lynch, weighing in at 8.8 pounds just in the last hour and a half. Lottie Lynch, she'll be known as. Congratulations to Sandra and Matt Lynch and their new daughter. Thanks, Tom, for your message. Hi, Jerry. I was recently called by scammers who were using a 085 number. I immediately called Air and, after a while, was informed that they have no policy on how to deal with scammers. Air said to just block the number on my phone. Surely the scammers' number could be ceased. I also contacted Comreg, who said that scammers are illegal but unregulated here. This is beyond belief. If a person has no valid TV license, they face imprisonment, but it's open season for phone scammers. Are they not criminals? It beggars belief. Can you comment, Jerry? Tom, thanks for your message today. We've been banging the drum on this one regularly here on Late Lunch and uh, advising people to watch out for these scam- scammers. I would block the number for sure, because uh, that's the first point of call that you can do yourself. But you make a valid point, a number of valid points there, about the unregulated nature of uh, these crooks it has to be said and it's something that really does need to be looked at not just in Ireland but around the world but I'm sure if I throw it out there there'll be many people Tom will come to me with similar experiences to your own but do just be careful the calls you answer the emails, the, the websites you open up and do block numbers when you know that it's from a source that it shouldn't be. Thank you for your comment today Tom. Keep them coming to us 086 by WhatsApp or text 1850 715 958 if you'd like to call in. Let me read you uh, some words um, from my next guest. They appeared in print yesterday in the National Newspapers. I have a list the length of my arm of people who contacted me over the years whose brother, son or partner died by suicide because they weren't able to come out to their GAA teammates. Those are the words of top referee David Goff from Meath and he joins me on the line. David, great to have you with us again. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. Not at all. You're welcome to the show. By the way, I saw you. I jumped out of the chair nearly when I saw you in the ad <laughs> the other <laughs> evening. I said, there's David. And it's a terrific ad all around the whole area of diversity. And you spoke those words there. It's, the ad, of course, is part of the Bring It On GAA campaign to increase participation by those from diverse backgrounds in Gaelic games. David, those words shocked me.
7: Yeah, and it was a difficult discussion to have because I've never divulged, I suppose, private information like that before. with well, certainly I didn't divulge names or, or um, uh, people who had contacted me, but just generalised that on any given stage throughout the, the past number of years, particularly since 2015. The number of people that would have contacted me whose, and I, I'm going to be specific here, Gerry, I'm going to say whose sons or, or brothers, I'm talking about males here, young Irish males involved yes. in, in Gaelic games, mm. have committed suicide, even though they were um, playing and, and being supported by um, uh, fantastic teammates in, in the GAA, but who were afraid to come out and couldn't deal with their with their sexuality. And I also know what that's like. So uh, I have lived through those irrational and fears and have come out the far side. So I understand what they have gone through, and I was lucky enough to have the support of a fantastic family and bunch of friends that I never needed to, I suppose, have a permanent solution to what I knew was only a temporary problem. But not everyone is is, is that fortunate.
1: Mm. And it is
7: now the discussion that we need to start. And it's, it, it's a discussion that that needs to happen to, to, to make GAA clubs and communities more inclusive for people from diverse backgrounds.
2: You've spoken so well and honestly about this. Two other aspects to what you have to say I want to talk about for a moment. You say that the further away from Dublin, the capital city, you go into the countryside, the more difficult it gets
7: that's that's true um and i'll give you just an example i walked down through dublin city centre yesterday and there were over 120 pride flags adorning either side of the liffey uh, ahead of, of pride weekend and and june of course is pride month and um you know i i love working and living in the capital i've come home to navan to referee today and uh, fortunately enough i went into room 8 in navan and it has lovely pride uh, motifs on on the window but there would be no other Um, significant signs of pride that I have seen around the town at the moment. And it it just seems that with a bit of distance decay from, from, from the capital, the further out you go, certainly into the countryside, the more difficult it gets.
2: Isn't that an interesting point? And of course, Navin would be considered quite urban and close to Dublin as well. I can only imagine what it's like as you travel across the country to smaller rural areas in the west of the country. And the other thing you you point to, I know you talked about these young people that you can name, but you also say there are a huge amount of elderly, closeted men and women involved in the GAA that, you know, have never been able to reveal their true sexuality.
7: Yeah, that's also true because sometimes we think about um, sexuality and, and particularly homosexuality as a young thing or a young phenomenon, but it's, it's actually not. Um, it has always been there and there are plenty of elderly men and women um, who struggle now even to stay with their sexuality and, and rather than marrying, they married themselves to the GAA and the GAA and the GAA community where they live became their family and they devoted their lives to volunteering for the GAA and it's a wonderful way to, to spend um, your, your, your pastimes, but it's it's sad to see now that they've lived a life and never were able to be through to themselves and they have all sorts of issues, including trying to access now, at a late stage in their life, health care for, for people who haven't come out as, as homosexual. It can be a very difficult thing for them um, um, to do
2: and it's not just i want to say here now and 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 you are quite clear about this we can talk about a similar scenario in soccer in rugby in hockey boxing you name it it, it it's it, it's there in in all sports
7: It is, and it's frightening to think that, you know, it's six years now since I came out and I have reached the pinnacle of my refereeing career and and matches within the GA without any barriers, with huge support from inside the association, with huge support from the media, families, friends, teammates, and I suppose the refereeing um, colleagues that I would have on the elite panel. So, you know, the, the supports are all there. And if you are a professional sports person or a sports person on an intercounty team, you definitely have all those supports with your manager, your selectors, sports psychologists, teammates, that's all a given, that you have all access to all of that. So we now need to ask the question, is, well, why, with all these supports, are people still afraid to come out within, mm. within within elite sport in this country?
2: That's true. You don't hear of many at all. And when you do, whoa, there's a real uh, furore about it to say, look at this, it is exceptional rather than the rule. I, I do agree with you there entirely. Now, Pride Month this month, and this is part of why we're talking to you as well, do you ever envisage a day when we won't have to have this month, that it'll just be part and parcel of life?
7: I, I, I hope so. Um, and that's not to take away from any of the fantastic work that goes on during Pride Month to increase visibility of members of the LGBT plus community. But it, it it would be fantastic to get to a stage where um, people coming out Um, isn't newsworthy or we weren't dealing with homophobic attacks or the likes of what's going on in Hungary at the moment and the row with UEFA about lighting up the stadium Mm. in Munich. Um, And that's the reason we have pride. Um, You know, we might be very fortunate to have advanced LGBT issues in this country to to a certain extent. There's still a, a long way to go, but also to highlight the issues around the world where people are living in less fortunate uh, countries where where restrictions are still in place.
2: Yes, and and that's a peculiar one altogether with the stadium, as you say. Sure, hasn't the German keeper been wearing the he does. the the symbol for a long time now? And I think, though, Germany, in fairness, they're going to uh, illuminate a, a number of other stadiums, aren't they, this evening with this game going on? Not the the they, stadium with the matches.
7: They are, as far as I'm aware, as a, as a show and a sign of solidarity. The other stadiums across Germany are going to light up in rainbow colours and uh, show solidarity with, with, with the stadium in Munich, which won't be permitted. And and, and the Aviva will light up today. They're, they've sent out their mm. rainbow laces campaign. I saw Ronan O'Gara with them on his boots there um, during the week. A huge amount, and this is interesting, Jerry. a huge amount of camogie um, and LGFA clubs laced up with rainbow laces, uh, took photographs with pride flags and challenged one another to take the next photo, so Cork might have challenged Limerick we haven't seen one male inter-county football team do it yet.
1: Mm.
2: Okay, you're calling for that today to happen. Would you like to see it?
7: Well, uh, I think it might be too late at this stage, but I think if the conversation needs to start yeah. now. Uh,
2: and it needs to come from the,
7: the straight members of, of, of the GA community, that 90% that exists there, and, and you know they need to be our allies now. And I love the tagline that belong to you, and, and it's such a poignant thing. If everybody comes into our world, Jerry, nobody needs to come
2: out. Hmm. Really, really powerful words they are indeed. The Bring It On campaign. Are you confident it can make a difference? I really
7: think it can. Um, I was so excited to be part of it. The video shoot was shot... Um, about a month ago in Abbottstown and it was great to be with Baidu and and and, 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 and Kira and the two young lads um, uh, who did a fantastic job. And Ray Kelly, the the um, the, the head of um, HR, or PR should I say, in, in, in Super Value, um, outlined how they wanted to raise that, that, that um, inclusivity bracket by 30% in the next five years. And in line with sponsorship and, and, and investment with the diversity and inclusion department in Croke Park, that really can come to fruition.
2: Mm. You know, you've had steps along the road yourself You came out to your parents back uh, in the uh, first month of 2011 And then you went public in in your sporting life as well As we know, in, in more recent times And you mentioned to me a moment ago It's never held you back one bit What do you say to somebody listening today Who's struggling or teetering on the brink Of, you know, making known who they really are What would you say to them?
7: I would say to take their time, first of all uh, to find someone that they can trust to speak to and if they don't have someone that they can trust to pick up the phone and contact lgbt ireland belong to or tenny whichever organization they particularly uh, pertain to and speak to those um help lines, anonymous helplines that will give you the advice and support that you need and they will help you come to terms with your journey because everyone's journey is different gerry and what might have been okay for me will not be okay for someone else the help is there, the trained professionals are there, the support lines are, are there. It's just taking that first step to pick up the phone.
2: Have you ever been disrespected by a player on the field of play since you came out? Or have you experienced anything even from the sidelines of the stands?
7: Well, I, I did highlight um, the, the, the issue around uh, 2016, um, the draw, uh, the, the, the match between Dublin and Kerry in Cope Park, mm. where I had made the mistake and I left the field and I didn't know that I had made the mistake. And there was some homophobic slurs shouted in from the stands, but certainly the players would never speak to me in that fa- ma- manner or fashion. I mean, it, it is covered in rule. Up until last year, would you believe, Jerry? the rule only stated that... Um, to use homophobic or anti-inclusion language, sectarian language, to a player or an opponent was a red card offence. And when I made that known to the GA that I wasn't covered under that rule, last year at Congress they changed it to a match official as well. So I'm now covered in rule, but the players, there would be far too much respect there, yes. and really they don't care. They don't care about my sexuality, mm. they only care about me doing my job on the day.
2: Yeah, and uh, here, here I say to that proper, proper order. You know you're a great fella, you uh, referee at the highest level of the game in, in the country and uh, you're back I take it refereeing uh, in the Royal County you were doing minor's way the other night
7: I was doing minor in uh, Pilltown between St Column Kills and Screen last night and I'm down for Fesh Cup in Kilbury tonight with, um, with um, Wolf Tones and Ballinabraki so busy busy season
2: it must be great to be back uh, for, for, for everybody from everybody's point of view of all ages David
7: Oh, it's fantastic and it's great to see so many people being able to attend the games and get out on fine dry summer evenings and, and uh, socialise in, in a safe environment and, and enjoy some football.
2: David, you're a star. Continued success to you in your life and all aspects of your life going forward. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Gerry. Take care. That's uh, David Goff, there. Top referee, wonderful referee he is, uh, speaking about the new campaign, Bring It On, launched by the GAA to increase participation by those from diverse backgrounds in Gaelic games. They're aiming to increase it by 30% by 2025 and it's a fantastic uh, initiative, it really is. Late Launch LMFM Radio. Don't forget, if you've anything to say to us, give us a shout. You know the numbers at this stage. If you've anything on your mind, we'd love to hear from you. 086 1800 658. WhatsApp, text me to the show or 1850 715 958 if you'd like to call in. We have lots more conversation to come. There's a, a young lady, she'll be 100 soon. Living in Dundalk. We're going to hear about her on the show today. Why are Finns the happiest people in the world and yet nobody wants to go and live in the country? It's a bit of a dilemma, isn't it? We're going to talk to Hannah Latio about that. My Artist of the Week coming after three and we're going to get loud talking for sure on Late Lunch this afternoon. Stay with us. Yeah, you have to let it finish, don't you? You can't talk across it. That'd be a sin. It'd be sacrilege, wouldn't it? I don't think I've featured Westlife as my artist of the week. I don't think so. Anyway, they have to be on the floor. Yes, they're coming down the road, I promise you. I do admire David, but I do think people don't give a damn anymore what your sexuality is, says a listener. Good point. Well made. Uh, Mireille has sent me an extensive message uh, further uh, following on from my interview with David, she feels more education is needed. Parents sometimes struggle with their children if they're different. Uh, Mairead says, I didn't ever have to prove my sexuality. So why does anybody really have to come out and say who or what they are only if they really want to? Back to, she's saying to education again. And she thinks that... Uh, You know, uh, suicide and depression and everything that goes around this whole area would be much less if there was less pressure on people as well. Um, She says that she has many friends who are gay and lesbian and uh, they never even talk about the issue. It's never, ever raised. They go about their business and she says, yes, years ago it was something to be hidden, not anymore. And she says, we're all on the same journey together. It's important to live life to the full, help each other and accept difference and disability. We're all the same behind a smile. Love the show, says Moray. I'm paraphrasing. It's a huge message. Thank you indeed. And you make some really valid points in there. Thank you for sending it to me on the show this afternoon. Um, Tom was on to me about the... Uh the uh, calls he got uh, and uh, they were scams and just as I was talking about Mary was on from that and she just got a call in the last 20 minutes from that 05 number and there's another one just received a call from this 0044 number as well uh, says John in the last 24 hours and they were scammers yes it's happening all the time do Not engage with them. More messages coming to me, Peter. Lovely to hear from you this afternoon, Art cath I got a call from an 087 number, said it was from the guardy. Urgent message, they wanted my PRSI number. The guard's looking for your PRSI number. Not a chance. Good man, Peter. I'm sure you scattered them and blocked the number. That's the message. Thanks for letting us know and letting our listeners know too. Now, to reach the age of 100 is a very special uh, occasion. It really is for anybody who gets there. Long, long life. And one woman who's well known in the Dundalk area is Bessie Connors Nee Harvey. She'll be a 100 soon. And her family want to do something to mark the occasion. As you can imagine, it's been different, uh, difficult this last while and we will be even around this time to celebrate. Anyway, we got a message from Louise McFarland, whose partner is Mick Harvey from uh, Dundalk. And they have a great idea. And they're both sitting by the Zoom there waiting to have a chat with me. Louise and Mick, welcome to the show. Hi there. Hi there. Great to have you with us. Louise, I'll start with yourself because you took the bull by the horns and sent us in the message here to LMFM Radio. This woman, I take it, is very special to you.
6: Oh, she is indeed. She's absolutely amazing. I mean, to to, to reach 100 years is just phenomenal. And um, this past year has been hard for everybody, but especially for Bessie there because she's been shielding alone. She still lives independently. And, um, you know, as you can imagine, she's not seen an awful lot of people. Mm,
2: and you are normally over and back, aren't you, to see her? And you haven't been able to.
6: I know. It, it's been absolutely heartbreaking. The last time I saw Betty in person was last February. And um, obviously the Covid was just kicking off then. And we, as everybody else thought, were well, just a couple of months. Um, and so it rumbles on. But um <coughs> You know, hell and high water wouldn't keep us away from this one. So we're doing absolutely everything that we need to be compliant and COVID friendly um, with the quarantining and social distancing, et cetera. And, you know, you, you bet your bottom dollar up, we'll be there.
2: You're coming over. And our birthday is on the 6th of July, we have to say. Just staying with you, I'm, I'm going to come to make in a moment. Obviously for her, it's been a huge challenge as well because she's missed you and she's bright as a pin. Have you been able to, you know, use the technology we're using today to stay in touch with her?
6: (laughs) We have... We have slightly. She has um, a great carer in Mary Bailey and um, Mary keeps us in touch there with Bessie via, you know, WhatsApp and mm. FaceTiming and stuff. So I have been able to see her that. But, you know, isn't technology great that you can you can do that now? I mean, imagine that 100 years ago. You wouldn't have, would you?
2: <laughs> Not a chance. You'd be sending a pigeon and hoping he didn't drop the message <laughs> and that he'd get across the IRC. I know what you're talking about. I, I do indeed. <laughs> Mick Harvey, great to talk to you. Uh, son and of Dundalk. You. It's great to have you with us. On the show today, this woman reared you. Tell us the story.
5: She reared me from a very, very young age. She brought me right up through, and um, we we started off living in in Hyde Park, right through till I am here now at the moment in um, in London. Can can LMF uh, LMFM say be hello to Betty? She's actually listening at the moment. Is she? Now tell She's
2: me. I, I, no, clear this confusion up. Bessie, Betty. What's the story with the name?
6: I guess everyone in Dundalk knows her as Bessie. Yeah. When I first when I first knew her, I always called her Betty. Hmm. So if I'm referring to her for other people, it's kind of like Bessie, but but in my heart, there she's she'll always be Betty to me. But um. <laughs> When she was actually, when she was christened, there was, you know, confusion there as well. I think she's actually christened Mary Ellen. So, you know, she, she answers to a variety of things. Oh,
2: it's, it's a good way to be. Many names are very useful in life. I'm sure Bessie will <laughs> confirm that as well. But Mick, look, this woman is, is in effect your mammy.
5: Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, she brought me up um, all my life. I'm very proud to say that. Um, as Louise said, we're, very, we're looking, looking forward to getting over um, mm. all COVID-compliant. All COVID Can I quickly also say a big thank you to, um, to Colin Fee. Um, he's the owner of, of the Castleton Garage, Miss, which him and his staff allowed us to do the 100 cards for Betty. So they've allowed us to use their premises for the, for the cards and presents to be dropped off. A big thank you to Colin and all the stuff.
2: So the campaign is called. Louise, tell me, you've put a name on this campaign. Explain what you want to do.
6: Yeah, so it's 100 cards for Bessie. So um, what I wanted to do was have a, one for every year of her life. And to be honest now, she'll have to live till she's about 300, I think, because she has so many cards there, not only... In Ireland, but here in the UK as well, should be it should be opening to Christmas. So <laughs> it's been a phenomenal success. And um I just kind of like wanted to say thank you to everybody for you know taking the time. They've been also, you know, really, really kind. You know, children have <coughs> drawn her pictures on their cards and um just notelets dropped in, others have sent balloons and a little presents. So, you know, it has really been really successful. And I just wanted her to know that although she's been on her own this past year, you know, there are so many people that know Betty like Betty have stories of Betty. So, you know, we've all been thinking about her there and just so grateful that she's still here with us. And wow. can I also um, say a big thank you? Even though
5: we've been in London, we've been in constant um, phone chat with Betty. A mm. big thank you to all the people who drops in, takes the dog for a walk, um, does does our shopping. The, we've even got the hairdresser comes around and does our, does our hair. <laughs> so all them all, um, people have been absolutely brilliant through COVID. Uh, it's been a great, great... A great help
2: to me in ways, mm, and it's been—I'll tell you—what uh, um, uh, would you say—a facet of uh, the last fifteen months that this goodness has really come to the surface in so many yeah. people, and there's more goodness in this world than the other thing, which we won't even mention today. Um,
6: absolutely, exactly. Uh, people have been so kind.
2: Yes, that kindness has come to the fore. It really has. So the cards—we—we—we—we we, 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 we want more cards. No, we're not stopping at this now. It, it, it's no, just,
1: absolutely <laughs>
2: not, no. Please, come on. We want more cards. Cards for Bessie and they can be dropped in to the Maxwell petrol station on the Castletown Road in Dundalk between now and the 6th of July. And every card will be appreciated by the family and particularly Bessie herself. She worked for years, uh, uh, Mick, in, in the in the footwear industry.
5: She did. She did. She worked in all. She worked in Clark's, in Rawson's, in Weinberg, in Conleys. Mm. Every shoe factory in the town she worked in. Um Absolutely brilliant. Mm.
6: I say she deserve a pair of Louboutins
5: now <laughs> oh
2: listen a pair uh one for each one pair for each season to be honest with you she deserves but I know she was legendary in the footwear industry and walked across worked across those uh, wonderful uh companies you mentioned there that all had their day and of course Dundalk uh, syn- synonymous with foot, footwear uh, as well <laughs> through the decades so uh, just she's listening to us today come on uh, spill the beans on her what's she like is there a Twinkle in the eyes, she a bit of a devil. Mick hair, come on, Mick. What? Oh, what believe, how would you describe her?
5: Oh, oh believe me, I'm she, telling you, she's even even now she's nearly a hundred. Believe me, you will not pull the wool <laughs> over her eyes. She she's as sharp as a pin. Mm. Um, you know she's absolutely brilliant.
6: Yeah, she has. She's got a great sense of humour and, you know, she wouldn't suffer fools gladly. And, um, you know, for me, she's the the top thing here. She's real like, you know, make, do and mend and made a stern stuff. She's just like, you know, powered through this pandemic and she hasn't moaned once. Mm. You know, it's... um, it's just amazing. You know, we all have our little bits of a glip and a moan and everything, but she's, she's just been phenomenal in all of this. She's she's just amazing.
2: We love mm. her. And um, and yeah. I want to remind listeners, she, she married in 1968, Michael Connors, and was widowed in 1995. She's been widowed since <laughs> then. And, uh, you know, she's had a long life with challenges along the way as well. But she's an example to so many people and I know she's loved by so many as well. So 100 cards for Bessie, 200, 300. Come on, let's keep it going four, five hundred. There's no end to this. There really isn't.
5: There isn't. And may I say also a big hello to you. I'm sure my two boys are listening. You've got Gary, Gary Harvey and uh, Darren Harvey they will be listening. So a big hello, boys. Hopefully see you in, in a week's time.
2: Great stuff. Well, this is going to be some celebration. And I want to say to Bessie today, Congratulations in advance of your birthday. You're well deserving of this and people look at the response has been phenomenal and it says all about you Bessie and your long life and many years of happiness and enjoy these celebrations and you can hear Louise and Mick Oh, they've, 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 they've scales in them to get over to Dundalk to celebrate with you and they will <laughs> be there. Anyway reminding everybody again thanks to Colin Fee and everybody you can send the cards Care of Gary Harvey, Maxwell Petrol Station, Castletown Road, Dundalk County Louth. drop them in there have them sent there and it will be appreciated and add to the celebrations. Thank you both for joining me today on the show. Thank, Thank you.
5: you Thank, you very, Thank much. you very much. Thank you. Take
2: care of yourselves. Bye bye. Bye bye. And you can read more about that campaign on LMFM's Facebook page, our website and social media as well. 100 cards for Bessie. 200, 300 and they come in every day. Where will it end? I'm sure it's going to hit the four five, at least at this day. Do your best. Send a card and it'll be greatly appreciated. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Now, here's one for you. Who are the happiest people in the world? Ah, oh, shall we say we are. Aren't we Irish? We're great about everything. We, we think we're great at everything and we're loved by the world. The happiest people, and we are reasonably happy people, I have to say. But the happiest people in the world are the Finns. If you live in Finland, and four years in a row they've been voted as well. But there's a bit of a conundrum, a bit of difficulty for the Finland. They've about five plus million population, but their population is ageing. And they have a huge elderly population. And they're not getting enough people into the country. So why wouldn't you go and move to the happiest country in the world and become... Part of the happiest people in the world. We're going to chat about it next. Hannah Latio from Finland is joining us. For four years in a row, it's been voted the world's happiest country. I'm talking about Finland. So what's the secret? What underpins this? Hannah Latio, now known as Hannah MacDonald, joins me on the line. Hello again, Hannah.
1: Hello. Lovely to be on again.
2: Well, have we got to you since you came here? Has the happiness dissipated?
1: Oh, I'm always happy. I have to be sure I'm <and> finished.
2: <laughs> well, I want to get to the to the bottom of this today. Why are Finns so happy? Well,
1: I, I, I if I look at any of the statistics that are are based on that uh, study that's come out, and uh, they look at things like uh, public health system, education system, and um, they look at crime rates and things like that, and. I have to say, all of those are quite um, quite good in Finland. So, you know, school system, uh, kids don't go to school till they're seven, for example, and the education system works for the kids, which makes it easy for parents, for example, to, to you know, have work-life balance um, because the kids are happy at school, they get their lunches at school. Um, and the, the if your kids are young, for mm. example, and they need a creche, and um, that's subsidized by the government. So again, mum can go to work. So all these things in society function the Finnish person. Healthcare system is quite cheap, but also very well established and works very well. Mm. So, you know, isn't that what part of the happiness is, that y- your life is in balance? Yes.
2: Yes. Now you have it. Balance in life is a huge thing, and Finland has that they've got the equation right in terms of work life balance. What about like as a people to enjoy themselves and socialize now i don't have to remind you what we're like here uh, could could Finns learn from us or could we learn from finns
1: um I think there's a balance there as well if you think about it. We love going into nature and, and spending time in nature. Mm. Uh, Finnish people have a lot of uh, summer cabins where they'd go in and, and kind of, I guess, centre themselves again. But they do like to go out for a meal and they do like to go for a drink. And there is a reason the Finns and the Irish, if you look at UN forces and and, and the military, um, they are quite often paired together. Mm. So I think the Finnish people. I'm, I mean, I have to. I'm married to an Irishman, so obviously <laughs> I enjoy that spending time with with Irish people. Um, and I think the way the Irish Party and the Fence Party would be quite similar. Ooh. Yes, of course, there's things that we can always learn from yes. each other.
2: Yes. But- so you just love the crack in Finland as well. That's part of it. Good to hear hear that too. And um, it's expensive. I've been to Helsinki. It's a beautiful city. It's the only part of Finland I've been to, but I enjoyed my time there. Beautiful and uh, very much geared towards, you know, the bicycle and lots of open spaces. It just impressed me immensely. I have to say. But it's expensive, isn't it? It's expensive to live in Finland. It's not cheap.
1: Well, um, yeah. I, I, you could say it is expensive, but isn't that all tied into the way the country works? So if you yeah. look at the healthcare system and you look at the education system, and the taxation is 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 quite high, which means that obviously when you're buying things like uh, maybe a pint or, or going out for me, you might be paying that little bit extra. But what you get for your money then on the on the flip side is a bit more. Mm. So so you know, yeah, it is expensive if you go there, but yeah. then. Uh, I have to say, there's a study that came out recently where Ireland was actually taught was more expensive than Finland when it came to certain household goods and things like yes. that. Yes, so, yes, you know. It- it's all relative
2: um, mm. I think we may have a Finnish mentality in charging I'm not sure about the other side of things if you know what I'm I, I know what yeah. you're saying I do know what you're saying the other thing is while you're in the news for your happiness of course but uh, the the population very shortly 50% of the population in Finland will be uh, in the senior citizen category you know and, and then a smaller number trying to carry them uh, through working and taxation and they're trying to encourage people to come to the country go on sell finland i know you're quite happy in ireland why would i go to finland
1: well you would go to finland for a couple of reasons so again i mentioned the work-life balance um anybody who is for example in the it sector they know they do long days and things like that but in finland you actually get to have a better opportunity for flexible working um and i can use my brother as an example he quite often goes and picks up the kids from school and uh and he's even though he's, he's in a corporate environment but he is there to help with childcare so it's not just you know yeah. it, it's arranged that it's it's quite um mm. equal to everybody but also um you get so much more for your your tax tax bill so your education your health and yes. uh, things like that but you get the lovely countryside you get the four seasons you get the sunshine I think it's plus 30 yesterday in Finland so it was really really hot lovely. but you get the winter and you get the snow and, and of course there's Santa Claus oh so yes to go to the land of Santa yes. Claus yes our
2: Louise reminded me when I was at school with Hannah she never stopped reminding us that Santa was from Finland why wouldn't you love to, to live in Finland with Santa part and parcel of, of the scenery there and of course you do you know the light you get lots of light in the summer and then it can be quite dark in the winter but it doesn't exactly. seem to affect the mood when there's a lack of light Finns accept that's nature yeah. that's the seasons it's as simple as you know, that
1: Midsummer's is a big party there so mm. you know it's, it's a celebration of sun and light and, and new life and, and Midsummer's, I mean you get a bank holiday for Midsummer's. <laughs> it is just if you go there the whole country shuts and they all go to their summer cabins <sighs> it's just
2: magical time. Ah, listen, they'll uh, be rushing to find out more and applying and looking at the opportunities that they have. Finland needs you and you will be among the happiest people on the planet if you're looking at something different in your life today. Hannah, you're flying with the business, Hannah McDonald Marketing, check her out, She is a new business there and she's looking uh, to help you in your business and bring much happiness as a Finnish person to the numbers on your balance sheet. Wish you well with the new venture and thanks for joining me on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Not at all. Take care. That's Hannah Latio there, longtime resident of Ireland, now known as McDonald. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Now, scam calls, they're obviously more prevalent than you might think, really, because uh, Anne was on to me from Kells. You won't believe it, Gerry. You were talking about it this afternoon. And I've just got a call just now from a 087 scammer. So it's all the time now the people are i'm sure full time at this jerry says Clodagh, i got two calls yesterday from 0044 numbers there in the UK, saying I had missed a call from my internet provider, which I knew was totally off the mark altogether. I hadn't been in touch with my interview, uh, my uh, internet provider at all. Uh, Just another scam. So that's a few there about that 0044 number coming through as well, along with the 087, 086s, 085s. Anyway... Don't engage. That's our message again to you this afternoon. Now, my artists of the week are Blondie. And through 1979 into 1980, it seemed that anything Blondie released was destined to be a hit. Atomic was a number one in the UK. Dreaming just missed out on number one. And then Call Me, a collaboration with Giorgio Moroder, remember him? Oh, fantastic guy. Um, in February 1980, and Call Me was the title track from the movie American Gigolo, starring Richard Gere. It was number one, that song, all over the world, including a remarkable six weeks on top spot on the US Billboard. Top 100. A fifth album followed in late 1980 called Auto American and it too yielded some fantastic hit singles, The Tide Is High and Rapture both of which again topped the charts in the USA. It seemed everything Blondie touched turned to gold. However, following a whirlwind three years, the band took a a strange decision. They said we need a mini break at this stage and it was 1981. A shocking mistake. They would never recapture those halcyon days when the breakup, the final breakup, was confirmed in November 1982. More about that tomorrow. Today, it's back to that international smash hit. My Artist of the Week Blondie. And Call Me, six weeks, number one in the USA and a massive hit all over the world. Fantastic song and more from Blondie in words and song tomorrow at this time on Late Launch. You're right, Theresa, you shouldn't call. A bit of an irony that we're playing that song today and the scam calls. Theresa's been on to say... Just got a call, Jerry, as well. <laughs> they must be listening to us, the scammers. In the last few moments, to say it's your internet provider. Call me back. Hung up immediately. You're right, Theresa. Don't call me when you get those type of calls or messages. I reiterate that message to you this afternoon on the show. Thank you, Rose. Got a call, Jerry, today from an 08799. The number starts 22 and so on, saying they were advised that my uh, PPS number was cancelled. Oh, my God, they're up to everything under the sun, hung up. You're right, Rose. That's another one to avoid as well. Thanks for getting in touch with us on the show. Now, a call that you would be delighted to uh, receive and should take is from people, uh, the people in Good Morning, Drogheda. Yes, Loud County Council have a campaign going to get loud talking, and this is one aspect of getting the county uh, talking. First on the line to me today is Dave Turner from Drahada and District Support for Older People. Hello again, Dave. Good afternoon there, Jerry. Thanks for joining me. I believe you had to jump in and man the phones yourself the last (laughs) while.
4: Yeah, we've had so many people need phone calls. I've been having to do it myself for the last uh, six months. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's it like, Dave? You know, being the person making that call?
4: It's absolutely fulfilling. On oh, honestly, you know, sometimes you have to uh, you have to say, this I have to go now." Could you be talking for hours? You know, mm. and, and we've got 160 people to phone every, every morning, so it's a it's it's fabulous. It really is nice, and I think the people really appreciate the fact that we're calling.
2: Yeah, 160 people on your books. How often do you get round 160? How many? Well,
4: we, we we do we do them every we do them all about three times a week. Lord, oh, that's a huge amount of calls, and you're doing very well to make
2: three calls to each person. 160 in the group.
4: <laughs> It's not just me. Oh, the I know, I know. <laughs> I know,
2: Dave. I know, Oh and sure, Lord. There wouldn't be enough hours in the day, for God's sake. Yes, you have a team of people who work yeah. with you and and make these valuable calls. But there's a point you make, and I want to just focus on it for a moment. This is sometimes, obviously, the only voice that somebody may hear yeah. in a day, yeah. Dave. And
4: absolutely. You can ma- imagine them with a the pandemic as well. Mm. That, that's why our numbers have increased. Such like, yeah, sometimes we're the only call they get. But, mm and uh, and then they, some people need things need help with stuff so that all, that all fits into what we do as well you know
2: yeah the call is a lifeline in yeah, other words absolutely. they may need something or need assistance and when you yeah. make that call you're able to help them as well
4: yeah and some people say thanks for the call Dave don't forget Call me Wednesday, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're waiting
2: for you to call them. I'm sure you could write a book on the life yeah, stories. Be could you, Dave, at this stage?
4: I oh, certainly couldn't. Some people actually phone up and say, "You tell us we're late with a call.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't hit them on a certain time, isn't yeah. that so uh, yeah, so yeah. nice yeah. to hear? But it does, uh, fulfilling, as you said, rewarding all yeah. those words for someone like yeah, yourself.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. know, all the our volunteers, since the pandemic, they don't do it. They've been doing it from their own homes. Mm. So you can imagine what a commitment that is.
2: Yeah. So in other words, you used to come together as a group to make the calls, and now they do it individually yeah, from. They yeah.
4: Do it individually, and we have to talk to them every day to see what people say and whether they have any problems. We can help them. So it's a huge undertaking, but we, we enjoy enjoy. We love doing it. Mm, and this is voluntary. Absolutely. Totally. What an example
2: of wonderful volunteering it is. Let's hear from the other side of the telephone line. I believe Benny Smith is standing by to have a word with me. Hello, Benny.
8: Hello, how are you?
2: I'm good. What does it mean to get that phone call? You're a recipient.
8: I am indeed. Uh, It's very, very good to get the call, you know, and especially three times a a week, which is, you know, even if if I miss the call, they bring back, you know. Mm. So I don't know where they get the time from. <laughs> they're very. They're, they have to be flat out now. You know what I mean? Yes. They're really, really hard work. Yeah,
2: and Benny, Dave, Dave mentioned there that people have issues and need help with things. Have you been someone like that yourself that was able to ask for assistance?
8: Well, I was able to ask, but I kind of managed quite well. Yeah. But, At the same time, they've helped me in a different way. My legs are very painful, my knees are bad, and I had to get a new scooter. They gave me the scooter, gave me a loan of the scooter to help me out. So I can go into town now. I don't have to get a taxi. I normally spend about it depends, really. If I go in, it's fourteen euro every day. I go in, it's seven into town and seven back. Mm. So that's fourteen euro any time I go down the town. But now with the scooter, I'll I'll be able to go. About my own business.
2: Ah, good on you, Benny. Ah, yeah. this is this is really really nice to hear. So Dave and his people have been a huge help to you and save oh, you brilliant. save you Absolutely. the old four save you the old fourteen euro. It's not to be sniffed at, Benny. No, it's
8: not. No, it's not. It's right. Yeah. Oh, I'm delighted. Now I'll be quite honest with you.
2: Yeah, that's great, and, and 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 getting the call as well is so nice oh, yeah. to have a voice and somebody. It's do you feel a, a bit more secure? No, oh, I do,
8: of course, yes. Oh, indeed, I do, mm. because I uh, brothers on that you know, I, mm. I, they do ring me every week and mm. one thing and another, and shall we have an old chat? Oh, it's nice to get someone call. You, you know they're going to call. You know you don't want to miss the calls. Now I got called this morning, and I hadn't been too well last week, and I had to get prescription and one thing and another. But the woman that rang me this morning, first thing she said to me was, how are you today, Benny? Are you better than you were last week? I said, yeah, I, I got antibiotics and a few other tablets and so I'm kind of flying now, you know, mm. but she, she wanted to know if, you, if I wanted anything, yeah. that just tell her and she'd for me, Yes. you know, so I told her, no, I'm sound now, and grand,
2: Ah, oh, good so. on you. And do you live alone or have you somebody with you?
8: No, I live alone.
2: Yes, so this is even yeah. more important to, ha- to have the contact. And, yeah, uh, oh and, right. and,
4: and this was it.
2: The, the chair gets you out and about and you meet people and sure, it's, it's all about... H- have you found it difficult the last 15 months with the restrictions?
8: Uh, I did. I did because even if, um, you know, you went, if you could go down to town you'd meet someone for mm. an hour chat. Mm. You know what I mean? You'd always pick up with someone and Yes. Have a laugh and yeah. see what's the latest news. Yeah, is kind of thing. But uh, I it, it was hard enough, like mm. you know. Mm. And, very, and 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 what keeps you going?
2: Do you listen to radio? Do you watch TV? Do you read? Have you any hobby? I,
8: I listen to the radio. Good. A couple of hours every morning. Love the it. Local Love radio. It. Yeah, great. And then if there's anything, I fill them on in the afternoon and just hell he'll put it on. You know.
2: good on. you Good on yeah. you. Ah, great. Keeps the old heart up and the chin up and everything else besides. Dave, you must be sitting there thinking, you know what, This is uh, when you hear what Benny has to say, it makes it all worthwhile, Dave. Hello,
4: Dave. Are you there, Dave? Yeah? Yes, I am. He's the second person we've lent the same scooter to. <laughs> good, <laughs> good, good, good. So it to somebody. She had a hip, hip, hip operation. She said, Yo, "You can have it back." So we go with the bimmy.
2: Ah, lovely! Isn't that great? So uh, you know, it's it, it's had it many uses and helped other people uh, as well. So just uh, on the whole initiative by Loud uh, County Council to get people talking, this is another aspect of it. Are you full? I take it you're full day value with 160 clients.
4: We we are, but we could do with some more people to make the phone calls. To right. be honest, because some of them our volunteers well, are suffering from phone fatigue. Yes, I can imagine you know?
2: making three calls a <laughs> yeah, week for they, sure. Even yeah, though it, for the it, last
4: sixteen months. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: it's a long old stint. So, if yeah. somebody's listening today and they'd like to volunteer, yes, how do they get right. in touch? Phone
4: eighteen hundred two hundred one hundred. 1800 200 100 it's as yep.
2: simple as that if you have a few hours to give it'll be much appreciated yep. by uh, the drawdown district Support for older people and uh, their clients like benny as well who you've been listening to this afternoon you're great people i wish you well benny health and happiness and to you dave congratulations you to you much. and all your folks take care of yourselves thank you very much. bye-bye 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 wouldn't that just do your heart good it's done mine good to listen to Benny there and the kindness and the wonderful service that is. Ah, well done to all concerned. It's a wonderful initiative. We leave it at that on late lunch this afternoon and remind you that tomorrow on the show, the Queen Bee is with us. Yes, Mary Cooney is here and daughter Sally. Yes, and they're talking about. The bees and uh, the little addition the bees have made to their new gin. Peter Donnelly, the man behind the President series of books, I can't wait to talk to him. I love them myself, reading them for Ava. Yes, he's with me on the show tomorrow. And young Rory Hollahan, a young lad in his teens, he talks about coming out. Uh, in this month of uh, the focus being on Pride. And we'll be talking to Rory. He's a great guy tomorrow on the show. And more besides my Artist of the Week, continuing with Blondie, of course. Eddie Caffrey's here next with The Drive and The Crew. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Great two hours coming up. But we'll be back tomorrow with your late launch from one thirty. Have a lovely evening. See you then.
4: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada Dundalk, and Cavan. We have the biggest range of light commercials in the Northeast with same-day business finance, so let our van specialist, Danny, find a commercial vehicle to suit your requirements. See blackstonemotors.ie.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads
7: and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy.
2: That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves